0: when we are little um we often have to um you know learn how to say thank you and we have to teach our kids how to say thank you i I remember when my little guy was just a little guy and uh, i had to teach him how to say thank you uh not that he couldn't pronounce the words he just didn't know when to say it so i had to teach him how to say thank you so somebody would say it's a christmas time and uh, or birthday gift a uh, birthday gift he's opening up ripping into his birthday gifts and oh wow legos what do you say thanks we say it the same way too don't we when we're teaching our kids to say thank you what do you say say it just like what do you say and a little you know a little sing song almost you know, and, and, we, and we have to do it when they're little. We have to teach them how to say thank you because Thanksgiving doesn't come very naturally to us. And we have to teach our kids how to say thank you. What do you say? So it could be Christmas time and your kids are tearing into their gifts, right? And Oh boy, socks! What do you say? Thank you. Or maybe you're going to the store, you're going to the mall and somebody holds the door open for your family and your kid just goes running right into the mall to get to the toy store and Hey, hey, hey. what do you say? Thank you. Can I go now? Maybe it's a Halloween. You know, Halloween, you're going trick-or-treating, and you go up to the door, and, uh, you know, trick-or-treat, and it it drops the candy, in. oh, boy, full-size candy bars. What do you say? Thank you. And then you're back at the sidewalk going, thank you. As you know, there ain't no way that kid is eating that full-size candy bar. As soon as they go to bed, you're all about that Snickers right now. Exactly. Thanksgiving doesn't come very naturally to us. We have to be taught from a very young age how to be thankful and when to say thank you. And, and as we get older, I think sometimes we start forgetting how to say thank you. You know, we, we, we instill it in our little ones but as we get older, we start to, to forget how to say thank you. And instead of being thankful, we start to complain. You know, we complain about situations and circumstances in our lives, we complain about people in our lives. Uh, we'll complain about our spouse. Anybody here complain about their spouse? How many of you are saying no because you're sitting next to your spouse? I figured it out. It was like last, last service, I'm like, how many of you complain about your spouse? Nobody raised their hand except me. And it's like, wait a minute. Of course, my spouse is out of town, so. <laughs> and I thought, I realized, wait a minute, they're sitting next to their spouse. And and you know, like somebody was about to flinch. You know, it's like, uh, smack. Or maybe you complain about your kids. Anybody here complain about your kids? Yeah, no, your kids are all in kid zones, so <laughs> they'll never know. Or complain about your job. Anybody complain about their job this year, this week? Yeah your house, complain about your car? Sure. you know We complain about a lot of things instead of being thankful for. And here's the thing. There are people that you know who would love to have the things that you complain about. They would love to have the things that you take for granted. They would love to have the things that you don't, you're not thankful for and the things that you complain about. They would love to have those things. And so, as we get older, when we start complaining more and more, we need to learn how to be thankful again. And that's what we're going to talk today. That's what we're going to talk about today as we finish up this series called Put God First. And this series, uh, we started uh, four weeks ago by talking about how we need to seek God first. This whole series is about priorities and making God our number one priority. So we talked about seeking God first. And how we need to seek after the things of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, we need to seek heavenly things over earthly things. And we need to trust God to provide the earthly things that we need. And so when it comes to seeking God first, uh, seeking him first, uh, we make him our number one priority. And we trust God to be our provider, our protector, and our healer. Because that's what God does. He, He provides, he protects, and he heals. And so we need to trust him to do that work and instead of seeking those things for ourselves so we seek god first and then we talked about how we need to love god first and we saw that the way that we love god is by loving other people according to first john we need to love other people and that's how we demonstrate our love for god because god himself demonstrated his love for the world when he sent his son jesus to die for our sins when God sent Jesus to die for our sins, he demonstrated his love for the world. He showed us how much he loved us by sending his only son. And so now we demonstrate our love for God when we love other people. And, and the, the, we talk about ancient Greek words sometimes. And the ancient Greek word uh, from John 3.16 about, for God so loved the world, is the same word that he tells us that we are to love other people with. That same unconditional, unlimited unselfish kind of love that's the kind of love that we are to have for other people and then last week we talked about how we need to serve god first the bible says and jesus said that he did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many in other words he came to serve the world as well as die for our sins so that if you'll put your faith and trust in jesus christ by believing in him turning away from sin and repentance acknowledging your faith by Confession and getting baptized, God will forgive all your sins. Past, present, and future, He will fill you with His Holy Spirit. He will give you the promise of eternal life in His presence with Jesus. Nothing can take that away. And that's all by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And so, we talked about how we need to be servants last week and how we need to serve God by serving other people. Well, this week, we're going to talk about thanking God first and what it means to thank God. First uh, and how we need to be thankful people full of gratitude and we're going to do that We're going to look at a story from Luke chapter 17 today uh, That's all about uh, thankfulness And, and some men who didn't say thank you to Jesus, but one who did So if you brought a Bible turn to Luke 17 If you didn't bring a Bible, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you It's on page 850 of that Bible Or you can follow along on the GFCC app. If you haven't gotten the app yet, you can uh, pull out your mobile device and uh, search for GFCC in your app store. And you can download the app to your phone or your tablet uh, and follow along with the sermon notes. You can also get push notifications from our uh, office uh, as well as you can give your tithes and offerings and uh, watch past sermons uh, too. Uh, so we're in Luke 17, Jesus and his disciples are on their way to Jerusalem, uh, and Jesus is going to go die for the sins of the world, and so he has resolutely set out that he is going to go to Jerusalem, all right? So him and his disciples are on their way to Jerusalem, this is toward the end of the book, this is toward the end of Jesus' life, and, and he's getting ready to go die for the sins of the world. Now, the book of Luke uh, has a, a lot of miracles in it, and, and, and this is a story of one of Jesus' miracles. So look at verses 11 through 13 with me. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. So you've got 10 men who have leprosy. And Jesus, uh, this is somewhere uh, outside of Samaria. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Samaria, of course. If you don't know where Samaria is, Samaria is kind of in the central part of Israel. It was in the central part of Israel. Uh, After uh, Israel had been conquered by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, uh, the region was divided, uh, the country was divided up into about three different regions. There was Galilee in the north, around the sea of galilee there was samaria which was kind of in the center uh on the east side of israel and then there was judea which is where jerusalem was in the southern part of israel so you had galilee samaria and uh judea now the samaritans were the ones who lived in samaria Um, the samaritans and the jews despised each other they hated each other uh think um ohio state michigan all right or if you're not a college football fan uh think bears packers um and uh you know we won't get into that anyway um it was a rough night in san francisco last Sunday. i'm just saying um so the jews and the samaritans despised each other they couldn't stand each other against uh, along religious lines along political lines uh they just couldn't they could not get along Uh, And so there, Jesus and his disciples are traveling from Galilee to Judea to go to Jerusalem, and they're passing through the region, the area of Samaria. Say that five times fast. Um, So they're on their way to Jerusalem, and they come across these 10 lepers. Now, leprosy is a skin disease, highly contagious. And uh, the book of Leviticus talks about what happens when someone contracts leprosy. Look here at uh, Leviticus 13, 45 through 46. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. So if you were found to have leprosy, you had to move outside of the camp uh, in kind of a leper colony with other lepers and people with skin diseases. Imagine you wake up one day and you discover something on your skin. And it doesn't look good. And you find out that you've got this skin disease leprosy. And now you have to leave your home, you have to leave your family, you have to move outside the camp. You have to move outside the village. You have to move outside the city and live with other lepers for the rest of your life unless somebody or something intervenes. And that means you'll never hug your kids again. You'll never kiss your spouse again. You're going to live the rest of your life with other lepers alone. And that's where these 10 guys were outside this village. And Jesus and his disciples are walking by and I don't know if they had heard of Jesus. I don't know if they had heard that he was the miracle man, that he was the son of God, and, and, or what they knew about him. But they cry out, Lord, uh, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, I told you before, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek. And the ancient Greek word for pity there is the word aleo. And the word aleo literally means to have mercy on or to help one afflicted or seeking aid. And so they're crying out to Jesus to help them. Jesus, Master, help us. Help us, Jesus. And this is what happens next. Verse 14. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, here's one thing I want you to notice about what happens here. Jesus sees them and he just tells them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. In other words, Jesus didn't heal them on the spot. He waited until they started to move. They had to have faith before there was a miracle. And sometimes in our lives, we've got to show faith before there can be a miracle. We have to show faith before there can be an answered prayer. We have to show that we have faith, that we trust God. And I believe that God is calling out to us, every single one of us, day after day after day across the universe saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. And maybe that's what God's saying to you today. That God is saying, trust me. Just trust me. So these ten lepers leave. And they start to go show themselves to the priest because in Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 through 32, it gives the regulations for what a person with leprosy had to do and the sacrifices they had to offer and what they had to do after they had been healed from leprosy. And it was, a, like I said, it's 32 verses of, of all the things that you had to do if you were found to be without leprosy. Sacrifices and things like that. So these 10 lepers, uh, while they're going, they are cleansed on the way. And you would think that they would be overjoyed, right? That you think that they would be so grateful and so thankful that they'd go running right back to Jesus to say, hey, thank you, Lord. I'm going to go home to my family now. Is that okay? But that's not what happens. Look at verses 15 and 16. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Now remember, the Samaritans and the Jews don't get along. They can't stand each other. They despise each other. And yet this Samaritan would have been considered an outcast or an outsider to the Jews. He is the only one who comes back and thanks Jesus for healing him. He's the only one who returns to thank the Lord. The only one. Everyone else had been healed. Only one comes back. And it's the outsider, the Samaritan. And he throws himself at Jesus' feet, which is just amazing. This, this scene of, of he is so grateful and so thankful that he falls at the feet of Jesus to thank him. Let's close out this little passage here by looking at verses 17 through 19. Because Jesus is incredulous. It says, Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Was not everybody cleansed? Yeah, Jesus knew that he had healed all ten. It's not like he doubted his power. He's like, oh, wait a minute, did I not zap them all? I I zapped them all. Did I not zap them all? No, I'm pretty sure I did. But only one comes back to say thanks that's 10% gratitude it's not a very good return but all 10 were healed but only one came back to say thanks and maybe the others were just so excited maybe they were just too excited to remember to go back and say thanks finally getting to go home finally getting to see their family finally getting to see their kids but only one came back to say thanks you know, in the story, I think there's a little bit of a formula that we can follow to be people who are more grateful, to be people who are more thankful. And these are the three R's. It's not reading, writing, arithmetic. It's really isn't an R. But the, the first R is this. Request. That's what the ten lepers did. They made a request of Jesus. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And so... For us to be thankful, uh, we need to start with a request. And and it needs to be a specific request. And, And I'm here to tell you today that it is okay to pray for yourself. You should pray for other people. You should pray for our military. You should pray for our church. You should pray for our country. But you should also pray for yourself. After all, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Lord's Prayer, He said, give us today our daily bread words pray for your needs on a daily basis it's okay to pray for yourself and uh, people will tell me all the time oh sean i can't pray for myself i just feel so selfish jesus told you to pray for your needs it's not selfish and you should also pray for others absolutely but it's okay to pray for yourself And, and and here's the thing is that god knows what you need so ask him Think about it when your kids come and ask you for something that they need. Mom, I'm hungry. Now, what does that mean? It means that they trust you to provide for their needs. And, and it's okay for them to ask you. And you know, it's been four hours since she ate. I bet she's hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. Huh, I was right. Or grandma. <laughs> well, no, grandma, I need money grandma's like yes here's money i know you need money make a request and be specific about it request what you need from god he knows what you need so ask him he's not bothered by you sometimes we'll get that attitude we'll think oh i don't want to be a bother to god you are not a bother to god are your children that's not the right question to ask some of you are your children a bother to you? No, no. When your kids need something, Mom, my feet my feet hurt. Are your, are your shoes too small? Let's go get you some new shoes. You're not bothering God when you make a request of him. You're not bothering God when you pray to him. So pray to him. Make a request. And when you pray, you got to pray believing. In faith. Uh, the second R is this. Receive. But in order to receive, you have to pray in faith. You've got to believe that God can and will answer your prayer according to his will and in his timing. You've got to pray believing, the book of James says. Do not doubt when you pray. And sometimes we'll do that. We'll pray for something, but we don't believe that God is going to do it. Or we'll pray for something, we don't believe that God can do it. Well, God can do anything. And God can do everything. And we need to have faith in God when we pray that he can and will do what is best and loving. Because that's who God is. God is a loving, kind father who loves to hear from his children and is able and willing to provide for our needs, whatever those needs may be. And when it is in his timing and according to his plan, he can and will provide. So ask him, make a request, and receive what? what you ask for when it is prayed according to his will and according to his plan and according to his time so pray in faith pray believing you know because sometimes we'll like i said sometimes we'll doubt our prayers we'll doubt the one that we're praying to god i need a new job but i know you're not going to do it god i need a new car but i know you're not going to do it god i need a new wife well i know you're not going to do that be a better husband of the one you got no amens okay all right pray believing that god can and will answer your prayers according to his plan and in his timing so request receive and finally return return be like the samaritan leper and return to god when he answers your prayers. Return to give thanks. And that's where we tend to forget. That, that's the step that we forget to make. Oh, we'll ask for something. God will answer our prayers when we receive it. But then we forget to return and say thank you. We need to return to God and thank him for answering our prayers. And I, I suggest a, a practical suggestion to put this into, into practice would be to keep a prayer journal. Just write down in a little notebook, get a little notebook and write down your prayer requests. Write down the things that you prayed about and go back and check them over from time to time and see, oh, you know what? I prayed about that situation for my friend and God answered that prayer. Thank you, God, for answering that prayer. Or I prayed for this situation with my job and God worked it out. Thank you, God, for answering my prayer. I prayed for this situation, this circumstance with my my finances, and God answered my prayer. Thank you, God. That if you're going to make a request, and if you're going to receive what you ask for, you need to return and give thanks. It's what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Is what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. So you are commanded to tell God what you need. Pray uh, about that. Request make that request Receive what god has for you and then return to give thanks And thank god for all he has done in your life. Thank god for all the ways he's provided. Thank god for everything he's done I want to boil it down to this Don't let someone else give your thanks to god Don't let someone else Give your thanks to God. Because that's what happened with the Samaritan leper. He gave thanks on behalf of all 10. The others did not return. Only one returned. So make sure that someone else isn't giving your thanks to God. Don't let someone else give your thanks to God. Be grateful, thankful Christian. Be the kind of Christian who will thank God first. Be the kind of Christian... Who will thank God first. Recognize that God is the source of all your blessings. Recognize that God is the one. Who answers your prayers. Recognize that God is the one. Who gives you everything you need. Be the kind of Christian. Who will recognize that God is the one. When you make your requests, And be the kind of Christian. Who will receive with a grateful heart. What God has for you. And be the kind of Christian. Who will return and say thank you. To the one who gave it to you. Be the kind of Christian who will thank God first. You know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving here in these United States. I hope you had a wonderful celebration. I hope you had a good time hanging out with family and friends, if that's what you were able to do, and that you enjoyed your holiday. I hope you didn't rush through dinner to get to more football (laughs) or to get to a board game, play some board games with the family. I hope you didn't rush past the thanks part of Thanksgiving uh, to get to the the Hallmark Christmas movie that you've been wanting to watch. I hope you didn't rush past Thanksgiving and and not give thanks. Because that's what Thanksgiving is all about. And for the Christian, for us, for we who follow Jesus who have been changed and transformed and have experienced his love and grace and all the blessings of this life and the blessings of the life to come, we should be the most grateful, thankful people on the planet. We should be so grateful and so thankful for all that God has done, all that he is doing, and for all the promises that he's made. Because as the Bible says, they are yes in Jesus Christ. So if you haven't had enough time to say thank you this Thanksgiving, Make sure you take some time to do that. Be the kind of Christian who will thank God first. Because when we do that, we will truly put God first.